You are now tuned in to DAR Media, and this week we have a little bit of a an international flavor added to the proceedings as our guy True is, and it's, this is very uh, fits in with the content that we put out on this this channel. As True is at an LL Cool J concert tonight, so we had to find someone to hop in here and take over, take over some of the reins. So we have international flavor coming all the way to us from the UK. She has written articles, a great CM Punk article for definearevolution.com. She is a contributor on dailyddt.com. It is Morgan Jane. She's coming all the way from the UK. Thank you for being with us tonight, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Um, so we just talked a little bit about pre-show, how we were going to maybe do some some SummerSlam thoughts, and then you informed me with with quite a bit of disgust in your voice. No, I'm kidding. That you um, don't watch the WWE, only AEW, and we know from our interactions on Twitter that you are also um, a, a a pure collider and CM Punk fan. So in a in a tiered uh, fashion, why why no WWE, and then why? collision and and why a, a big fan of punk why no wwe well i stopped watching raw and smackdown in 2018 because i just wasn't enjoying it anymore and they're just pushing like people i didn't like and doing the same things over and over again i just got really tired of it and then i still watch like mania and SummerSlam every year until this year so this year was my first year not watching them and it felt weird but just I just didn't really care anymore. Um, and I didn't watch any wrestling from 2018 till 2021 when Punk debuted in AEW. And then for a while, I only watched his stuff. And then I think it was near double or nothing 2022, where I was like, maybe I should pay attention to some other things that they do. And so I did. And then I just fell in love with it and realized how amazing it was. So what are the you, you say that and, and you know and you can search for some for some words here to give it some thought if you want. So you said you realized you loved it. What kind of things about wrestling and about this new era that we're in do you latch onto and that you think of that you love? What makes you feel the feels? I think no, it's the wrestling more than anything. I think when I was younger, I was more focused on the promos and the characters. And the storylines, but now I have a real appreciation for the actual wrestling part of it. That's good. That's good. And so you feel like Collision gives you the most uh, of that in a, in a quality fashion, yeah? Yeah, for sure. So last week's Collision featured a pretty stacked show, pretty stacked card. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I ended up having to watch SummerSlam in two parts because, of course, I'm a collider. So <laughs> I had to watch Collision live. And then watch the back half of SummerSlam uh, after, after 10 o'clock and then watch the beginning part of SummerSlam Sunday morning, um, which, by the way, if you're looking for a little bit of SummerSlam review, uh, listeners out there, um, I'm pretty much on the same page as Meltzer. Wasn't a terrible show, but it was kind of just there. And everything that happened was like when I think in my brain of what's a Brock Lesnar and a Cody Rhodes match look like, it was exactly that. What's this Jey Uso, Roman Reigns thing going to be? It was exactly that. Um, just everything kind of went. There was no. When you watch a, me personally, when I watch AEW, 
there's an energy and there's a feeling of you you don't exa- you don't know exactly what's going to happen anything could happen anybody could show up any sort of you know extreme levels of violence could take place or not uh, you you just you just don't know what you're going to get and with the WWE sometimes it's just extremely homogenized and extremely sterile and extremely you know it felt it felt like SummerSlam should have come with uh in a combo with fries and a large drink and a little toy it was just the exact same you know cookie cutter thing that they put on a thousand times which is disappointing because no way out WrestleMania backlash and money in the bank were all fucking shredded ass they were all fantastic i can't tell you if the saudi show is any good because i don't watch the saudi shows because i don't partake in uh sports propaganda but those shows were fucking great so it was a little bit disappointing to see them slide back into uh, a very kind of a sterile product last week's collision though pretty killer i very much enjoyed it um huge match ricky starts CM Punk, I think Ricky Starks showed that he belongs on that level. The post-match angle was fantastic. Um, anything else from last week's show that particularly stuck out to you that you really enjoyed? It was mostly like the Punk and Ricky and FTR, Joe. Um, it's just, it's really good seeing the same people every week. And when the roster split was first being talked about, I was against it. Because I thought it would just be boring and repetitive. But I actually really like it. And it's good to see stories getting built on each week. Not being forgotten about. Which it, a lot of times in AEW it feels like stories have been forgotten about for weeks and months. And they don't come back to it. And it's just it's frustrating sometimes. But Collision, like how many weeks it's been it hasn't been that long. But we've still got some really good stories. And it, it it also feels like people get forgotten for long periods of time uh, in AEW a lot. And so I'm glad to see those people, the same folks, regularly getting on the show, getting used, uh, getting built up. Um, did anything this week in the world of wrestling, it was pretty quiet. There was no, uh, you know, big controversy like there was last week. Um, and uh, still a little bit with that ongoing. She's had to cancel some... Uh, Cancel some dates, um, and that sucks. But sometimes, you know, it happens. Uh, anything? Did you watch Dynamite? Do you what? Do you okay? So no WWE. Do you even watch Dynamite? I do watch Dynamite every week. Um, I don't enjoy it as much as Collision, but I still watch <laughs> I said, it. I watch it, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Did any? So this all in build. This is a big deal for you. Um, because you're over there in the UK, said you were going to the show. Um, what first? Well, first we'll do this. What was your feeling, and how do you feel of the significance of this happening over there? Um, I I thought it was funny when people were kind of ragging on Tony Khan when he 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 mentioned that you know uh, we're not up taking a backseat to anybody in a lot of countries, um, and the UK and England and the UK is one of those places where AEW is the number one show. Like, I don't, I don't, that's not me being an AEW fan saying that it's literally the numbers. AEW is more watched, gets more viewers in the UK than the WWE does point blank period. Those are numbers that you can look up. 
what did it mean to you to find out this show was coming there and not only was coming there, but was going into the big fucking Wembley Stadium? I mean, I was waiting for it for so long since I started watching AEW. Just, I just wanted to see Punk because it's been so long since I've seen him. Um, and I remember talking about it like months before it was announced. And me and my dad were discussing it and was like, where it's going to be? And was it going to be Craven Cottage or the Ultra Arena? And we never mentioned a stadium or Wembley Stadium. And then when it was announced, I was like, oh, Wembley Stadium, that's huge. Like, I didn't think they were going to fill it. I was like, oh, they'll get like 40K, 50K. Did not think they were going to fill it completely, which they almost have. And it's amazing to see a five-year-old company do that, especially at a time when wrestling isn't as big as it used to be. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I felt a lot of the same way where I was like, okay, 40K, 50K. I think, uh, geez, my buddy, me and my buddy is all in, in, a, in, in our discord. Uh, we were taking guesses and, and then when the, when the day first day happened, what was, it was like the first day they had like 50,000 and we were all like, holy shit. I said, where are they going to get? I think my guess was 65 mm-hmm. and that's been blown out of the water. They're, I'm, I'm. I don't think they've made it quite to 80,000, but they will by probably yeah. the end of the end of next week. Um, fucking incredible. So that said, you being one of those 80,000 strong, you guys finally getting your show over there, you guys finally getting in what will be not arguably one of the biggest wrestling shows in the history of professional wrestling. How are you feeling right now? about the build for this show and 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 what you guys are getting for your card so far because there seems to be a lot of discourse about that online about the, the lack of build and this and that and the third how are you feeling about the build to the show right now the build hasn't been amazing but that's with all aw pay-per-views there's never yeah. like a huge build they yeah, take usually like not two or three weeks um I think the matches will be good. Um, like the ones that have been announced already, like MGF and Cole and FTR Bucks, the Swerve and Fox Sting Derby, that's going to be good. Um, Punk and Joe, if that's announced, that's going to be good. Um, is it screaming the biggest event in wrestling history, which is being ad- advertised as? And it's not given that so far. I don't think it will. But um, the matches are going to be good regardless of the card. And I think with all out a week later, you just, it's just a bit, I think it was a mistake to put oh. them so together. Yeah. Because you want the big matches for the biggest show, but you also want matches for your biggest pay-per-view. And... I just think it was a mistake to book them so close together. It is tough because as, and you know, me and true talked about this last week is we there's, I mean, you know, we're joking. Oh, there's nothing for all in. There's literally nothing for all out like in this next week. So um, you would think a lot of this stuff is going to have fallout consequences or they'll kind of be kind of like sister shows, which I don't necessarily hate the idea of, but not nest, but not when it's 
you know, 80, whatever it ended up being 82,000 people and these people getting their first show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's, that's the way to go for it for those two particular shows. Do you feel like it's, it's dampering any of the excitement for what's about to happen? Or is it kind of like, well, we wish it was better, but like, this is still going to be fucking awesome. What's, what's your, your feel of the pulse over there in the UK? Um, no, I think it could be better, but it doesn't dampen my excitement. Um, I get to see a lot of my favorite wrestlers for the first time. I get to see Punk again after 14 years. So I am very excited. Who are some of those wrestlers you're excited to see? Kenny Omega, FTR, Young Bucks, um, hopefully Wheeler Utah. He has a match, hopefully. Um, Tony Storm. Um, yeah, they're just my favorites. So one of the matches that, I mean, it hasn't been announced, announced, but it looks like it's happening uh, as far as the build, FTR and the Young Bucks. Are you are you feeling good about that? Are you excited about that one? Oh, I'm so excited. I've watched the previous matches today, and it's just got me even more hyped. Oh, yeah. The, the, their styles mesh so well. Yeah. You know, there's the there's the air of some, some legitimate um, competition between them, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, so, yeah, super excited about that. The other one that is announced pretty much, I think this might be. No, there was one other one that was made official. Um, Cole and MJF mm. uh, in two matches. What are we feeling about the Ring of Honor tag title? <laughs> you know, you're shaking your head. No, the oh. Ring of Honor tag title match and the World Championship match. What? What? How you feel? I feel like I'm the only person who hates this MJF. Hates? Oh, I I can't stand it. I just I don't like MJF. I don't like his character. I don't like his wrestling. I don't like his mic skills. I don't like anything he does. And I love Adam Cole. So it's kind of like bittersweet because I love that Adam's getting this big storyline and this main event spot, but it's with MJF, who I don't like. Um, and going for the Ring of Honor tag titles, it's I'm happy that they're getting a spot on the show, even if it is the Zero Hour. But it's like, they're not in Ring of Honor, Adam and Max. So yeah. it's like, it doesn't really make sense. And there's other teams that could get that spot they were in Ring of Honor, and it's and making them wrestle twice. It's just, what if one of them gets injured? Like you've just ruined your main event. It's like it's just, I think it's the wrong decision. I I didn't uh, I I'm gonna assume you don't watch Ring of Honor. I did for a few uh -huh. weeks, and then nothing was pulling me in, so I stopped. But I do keep okay. Like like what we were, you know, like what we, we me and True talked about that is is people seem to like it at the beginning and then things got really fucking weird for like a month leading yeah. up to that last pay-per-view and a lot of people left. Was there I is there any explanation really given as to what it is about the Ring of Honor tag titles that MJF suddenly wants with Adam Cole? Like I didn't Um well they failed to win the AEW tag titles. Uh-huh. And it was Adam Cole who suggested the Ring of Honor tag titles. So I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Like, we could get a turn in the match, yeah. which would be interesting for the main event. But then do people want a turn? Because a turn's going to happen eventually. It has to. Um, and it would be good to do it at that moment. But I'm still not sure about them wrestling before the main show. 
They could do it on a dynamite or a collision or even on a ring of honor before all in instead of doing it there and having them two matches. So something I, ju- I actually just thought of, you know, in and in it's part of the, the sister shows thing we talked about. And, you know, maybe they'll have a have a surprise loaded in for you guys. Maybe Adam Cole will win because you can go to all out the next week and have the rematch. If you if Tony and them don't want the, the title run to end for MJF. I mean, technically, there's right. There's a break. He lost it and won it. So you break the, the amount of days accumulating. But the overall run doesn't really get you know affected. I don't I don't think anybody um, considers uh, Hulk Hogan's. NWO Hollywood Hogan title run as being as the, the overall run as being broken when he dropped the Luger for a few days uh, back in 97. I don't think anybody were you even alive in 97. Back in 97 or Triple H uh, dropping the belt to Chris Jericho for a few hours on, in on Raw in 2000. Um, I don't think anybody considers those as being the run being ended it's just a switch and a switch back so i think it's very possible and that's something aw's never done that type of a thing where it's it's pretty much all been long title runs um so they could do a surprise title change for you guys and then the next back next week switch it back to mjf it all out i think that would be pretty good pretty good surprise for the crowd there yeah it would, but I feel like Adam Cole really deserves a long reign, especially after everything he's gone through. Oh, I he do really too. That reign. Oh, I do too. Um, I, I think, and I think you'll get it. I just don't know if it's going to be right now. I don't know what they. A lot of it is tied to the fact that, and 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 I get it. It's all personal taste. I don't fault you. Can like and not like whoever you want. I think a lot of the opinion was like this is this is like their guy they have to do something with like mjf is like gonna be their one guy that's gonna be a megastar so i don't know if they're quite ready to cash in this this title reign just yet i i think that he's gonna have to he's gonna need to and maybe that's what's happening at all out because it's in chicago i'm pretty sure he's gonna need to have a showdown with cm punk over this real world title i never lost the belt like that's gonna need to happen and oh my gosh it's gonna be such crazy fucking heat if he goes and be and unifies the belts in Chicago. Uh, you know, that could be the oh, yeah, and that would be the ultimate. Yeah, yeah, you would be in disarray seeing that. Um, yeah, uh, but I, that would be the ultimate, you know, last put over of MJF before they have him go into the back stretch of this run. Um, I think something like that could happen. Speaking of things that could happen, things that are going to happen. Collision tonight. Um, I this is basically a, a collection of six of my top ten favorite wrestlers. This main event, fucking House of Black against FCMFTR. Yeah. I am so fucking excited. Uh, how about you? That all they could do is somehow add Andrade and Roosh and and Miro to this, and the whole fucking <laughs> gang would be there for me. Um, so how are you feeling about this main event tomorrow night? Oh, I'm so excited. I couldn't believe it when they showed the graphic last week. This is such a big match, and a lot of people have been wanting it for a long time. Like, I remember when Punk was out, and a lot of people saying, oh, when he comes back, when he teams with FTR, they need to do House of Black. Like, that match is going to be amazing. And we're finally getting it. But it's just weird how 
There was no build, no promo, no announcement, just a small graphic in the corner of the screen. But it's going to be absolutely amazing. It is strange that they did it that way. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder if something else is afoot here. If there's going to be some sort of interference, if there's going to be some sort of schmoz finish, if there's going to be, you know, if there's going to be the Young Bucks interfering against Mm -hmm. CMFTR, but also Los Ingrenables interferes yeah. against house of black and then everybody just fights off in all different directions after they give us 20 minutes of an awesome match i just the way it was announced the lack of build the people involved yeah. the fact that it doesn't really make sense at this point to take yeah. these belts off of house of black um because you know when those belts were made in house of black debuted i said what what do these belts exist for and what does this tag team exist for if not for them to be having a dominant run kicking ass because yeah. they're just they're so smooth and work so well as a trio like their 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 coordination their uh, awareness of where each other's at like just the way that they do things is so fucking good yeah. i just don't think it, it makes sense for that run to end i don't think it makes sense to to, to end without a feud mm-hmm. and especially if they're about to go against the trio of Andrade, Roosh, and Drillistico, yeah. having the belts involved would, would make it all the sweeter. Mm. So I just don't think it makes sense for the belts to switch, but I think the action involved is going to be fucking phenomenal. So do you see House of Black getting out of this match with the belts? I do. I mean, I would love Double Champ CMFTR because they're like my ultimate favorites. But I don't want House of Black to lose just yet because the rain, like the matches have been really good, but they haven't had any feuds, like no trios feuds. And no, the trios championships since they were introduced haven't really had a feud. Like, I mean, you did like the elite death triangle best of seven. Yeah, but we all tried to just erase that from our minds. So I, I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when the Elite was feuding with House of Black, I was so excited because I've been wanting that match as well. And then the feud was just so disappointing because it was barely a feud. You got like two or three segments, no singles matches between any of them. And the match at Revolution is my one of my favourite AEW matches of this year. And I just want the Trio Championship to be in a really good long feud. Yeah. And I think that they got the opportunity for that. Absolutely. Uh, our two other announced matches. Well, one of them was not even an announced match. It's just the acclaimed in action. So the <laughs> only other announced match, by the time this goes up, there will probably be more, but mm-hmm. uh, Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale against Mercedes and Diamante. I am excited for this. This is uh, four ladies who work a real snug, stiff, tight style the exact way that I like it. And that's both women and men. Uh, That's the style that I prefer. Um, All four of them can get down with this. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to see Mercedes and Diamante doing something. Uh, Again, something that we've talked about a lot on this show, giving more direction and characterization to 
a wider array of the women's wrestlers um, yeah. so that they can do better, get more over, draw more interest because they ha- definitely have the talent to do it. What are you thinking about this tag match coming up? I think it's going to be really good. I think Collision has done really well at showing different women every week. Um, I'm wondering what the match is going to be for All In. I'm sensing another four-way for the women, which it kind of makes more sense in this situation than it does for the women's championship. Um, I don't know what other matches they could do at All In for the TBS um, with these women. Um, any match with Statlander, Willow, or Mercedes, or Diamante is going to be good. Um, but I do see it leading to a four-way at All In. Um, it's, it's just going to be a really good match, and I hope they get a lot of time. I, well, I mean, I don't see how they can't, because there isn't a whole hell of a lot announced here. <laughs> well, man, there'll probably be more by the time this goes up. Yeah. Speaking of not a lot announced, the, the match we, we were kind of zigzagging, so we'll kind of go back. I want to get your take on, and then I, you know, (laughs) I realized talking about the 97 thing, you're so young, you might not be too into this, but I know a buddy, the buddies of mine that are going to the show out there um, are the other announced match, AR Fox, Swerve Strickland against Darby Allen and Sting. Are are you excited as somebody from a younger generation that you're going to see Sting live? That's pretty rare for people nowadays. Um, Well... I don't care for Sting. Oh the my only... gosh! <laughs> I know. Uh, the only Sting I saw was TNA. So I don't really have a lot of opinions on him. And I'm mm. not really a fan of Derby Allen either. Okay. But I do love Swerve and Fox together. They've Hell only been yeah. a team for two weeks, but they're already one of my favorite teams. And I, I don't think they're going to win but they should because it'd be a huge moment for them to win. And I just, I want them to go after the tag belts already. Like, I just really, really like them together. Excellent. It's going to be a, a good time. I'm excited regardless of, uh, you know, what what little is on there. and what I mean, you know, it's going to be a huge crowd. It's going to be popping. AEW action is going to be good. I do feel it's a slight, maybe missed opportunity um to do some big things going into that huge show that's that's the only part like like right it'll be it'll be a good show right you'll buy the pay-per-view it'll be fun to watch wrestling action will be good it'll be a huge crowd the crowd will be excited i just feel like it's a wasted opportunity to have put some people into some angles that would have got them over and got AEW more over with more of the yeah. audience rolling into this huge show with this huge crowd um you know, but it is what it is. It's still a great accomplishment, um, and still, still super cool to see to see them do that. Um, any final thoughts on 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 collision, how things are going, and going into all in? Collision's just—I feel like it's getting better every week. Like my interest is getting higher for Collision every week, and my interest in Dynamite is getting lower every week. Oh man, like, what don't you like about Dynamite? Well, the majority of my favorites are on Collision, so most of the people I don't care about are on Dynamite. And like this week's, I just did not like it at all. It was just 
Yeah. It started with the JS and then went to the Hardys and it was MJF. And it was just all people that I just don't care about. So if I don't care about the wrestlers, I'm not going to care about the show. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes you not, not care about those acts? More fluff than, than, than steak, maybe? I'm not sure what it is. It's just, I find it hard to care about a lot of wrestlers. Like, a lot of wrestlers that are hyped, I just don't really care about. And it takes a lot for me to say that I'm actually a fan of someone. So, uh, it's just, I just don't like them. That's that, that, that cynical, young young generation that you belong to. So what got you into uh, CM Punk? What about CM Punk that makes you, make, you know, speaks to you, speaks to your heart? Well, I first started watching wrestling in 2009. And the first, one of the first feuds I remember is CM Punk and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. One moment that really sticks in my mind is when Punk retired Jeff in the cage match on SmackDown. Yeah. One moment that I do remember. Um, but my favourite when I first got into it was Randy Orton. Like okay. In 2009, he was the biggest heel and he was just sadistic. He was, like, my favourite. And then 2011, you know, it was the year of punk. Yep. That's when I started paying more attention to him. And then in 2012, he was, like, my favourite wrestler and I was obsessed. And just from then on, he just he was my favorite wrestler. Then he became my hero. He was just amazing and just so cool. And it's just stuck with me, like since I was eleven years old till now. It's just he's just stuck with me all the way. What about him? And and, and you know, suits too personal. We can edit out. What about it makes him your hero? You think? It's- like going through like tough times and like like mental tough times, I just watch his matches and his promos, and he just made me feel better. He was like the only thing to make me feel better. And even now, going through the same struggles, I can watch his matches and his promos. And him coming back to wrestling just made me love it again. Mm-hmm. Like if he didn't come back in twenty twenty one, I wouldn't be watching wrestling right now. I don't know. I don't know what I'd be doing, but I just—he brought me back, and well, he speaks with such uh, fire and inner belief, and and right and strength, and and I think that it helps people relate to that and find that within themselves a little bit. Um, sound like something kind of similar, right? Yeah, for sure. He's Hell like yeah. he, what I wanted to be, mm-hmm. like him standing up for himself and not caring what people thinks about him like that's what I want to be which I'm you know slowly getting there but like he just inspires me just so much more than everyone else and that's good I don't think people you know everybody looks at the good good two-shoes type people as oh those are the people that inspire but somebody like punk who doesn't take no shit and yeah. stands up for what he believes in stands up for others yeah that should be you know that can be speak to a lot of people and going through their own things as well and that's yeah. kind of always uh, part of what's drawn me to him as well is um i relate a lot to that in my life and my career as uh i am always the person who if something needs to be said i'm gonna fucking say it and if there's a situation where people need to be stood up for even when it's not popular i'm gonna be the person to stand up for them and so yeah. i've always related to that and really enjoyed that from punk um 
And it's good that he's inspiring people to find their own voice and stand up for themselves who are in those situations as well. Uh, so Daily DDT, what do you got going on over there right now? Um, my first article was ranking CM Punk's top 10 career matches. So that was really good to go back and rewatch like all of his best matches and just write about them and write about him and his career. So it looks like you got CM Punk's top 10 career matches and his best opponents who is your what's your favorite cm punk match what's your favorite cm punk opponent that's really it's really tough favorite match i go back and forth so i've got like three there's cm punk versus daniel bryan at over the limit 2012 oh yeah it was such a good match so underrated too yeah it, it really is underrated it's just just a beautiful technical match and it's awful that that wasn't the main event. Absolutely awful. And then Punk and Joe, the second match in the 2004 trilogy. Absolutely amazing. 60 minutes of pure greatness. It's incredible. And then Punk and Derby at All Out because that's his return match. Yeah. It, just, it means so much to me that I just got to see him wrestle again. No Cena and Punk for the belt, huh? It's an all-timer. I do love that match. I think it's it's not as good as his other matches. I think the atmosphere really just gives it more feel. But it's still a it's still a really good match, and I still love it. It's just not my favorite. Who is your favorite CM Punk opponent? That's the other article you got up on the website. Oh, it is Cena. Oh, see, there we go. Hey, it is fucking bullshit. And I have said it for the longest that they did not get the main event that WrestleMania and the fucking rock came in and took that spot. It is fucking trash, at least for, but that rivalry was so fucking good and did so much for both guys. It deserved to have that spot. Very unfortunate, but I agree with you. Go ahead. Give your, give your, give your reasons on that take. It's just the promos. Like the matches that they had, the Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, the one on Raw, just absolutely amazing matches. But the promos together just are just classic promos. And there's so many good lines from both of them. And they're both so good on the mic. And and just I feel like just seeing the respect that they have for one another, even now. It's just it's amazing just to see. Two people who are so different from each other. Like, they couldn't be more different in the way they wrestle, how they look, you know, like, how they dress. They're just different, but they work so well together. And that's what's so amazing about it. That these, so Cena was the ultimate top guy in WWE. And Punk was the guy who would never be seen as that guy. But his work with Cena made him be the top guy. It was those two, and it was just, as a fan at the time watching, it was just amazing to see. Absolutely. Well, it's been amazing to see you hop in here and help us out for the Collider Commune this week. We're very grateful. She is a writer for DailyDDT.com. She also contributes here on DefineArevolution.com. A lot of great CM Punk content for you CM Punk fans out there. Thank you very kindly for joining us. 
Miss Morgan. Thank you for having me. Uh, right now, we got the True God Comeback Trail album out. Go look for it everywhere you can get digital albums and give it spins. Uh, earlier on this week, we had Seahawk Cam Hawkins. Uh, we had a our powerhouse Peagle. We had a bunch of guys on to talk about the NFC East and what's going on with that division for our NFL uh, series. We recorded actually last week a new uh, nostalgia hour about the importance and the significance of soundtracks to movies in the 70s, 80s, 90s. It'd be a good one for you to listen to, young lady. Uh <laughs> because <laughs> we're all old it was a uh, um all right i don't want to get too much into a nostalgia hour here but uh i one of the stories i told on there is is how i had to try and explain to someone close to your age group what a soundtrack even was and what it used to mean and 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 that you had to buy the album and and it used to be real important to to the movie and and, and things like that and um yeah, it's a heck of a trip. So I will be posting that Nostalgia Hour probably on Tuesday, Turn It Back Tuesday. So everyone out there, be looking out for that. Of course, Define a Revolution, as always, has a bunch of awesome articles on every subject you can think of. We got Miss Morgan here's uh, articles on article on CM Punk. We have Jeff the Axeman Axel doing work on the NBA, uh, an article about the FIBA team. We got my buddy from London, our UK, another, well, I guess we have two UK writers. Our other UK writer uh, doing a review of Oppenheimer. Uh, that's really, really good. That's up there. And also a perspective on all in the pay-per-view and its significance. Tons of good stuff to read on definearevolution.com. As you can tell from all this stuff that I just said, all the projects that DAR Sports is worldwide and it also never stops. <laughs>